Welcome to Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis. I am your host, Robin Alexis. As a mother who has birthed two sets of twins and then buried one from each set, I'm very familiar with the shock of experiencing loss. Loss can present itself in many ways. It can be the loss of a baby, person, beloved pet, health, career, and more. How do each of us in our own unique ways cope with loss? This show is an opportunity for us to share our experiences with what we have loved and what we have lost. If you would like to be a guest on Sharing Love and Loss with me, Robin Alexis, you can email me at spiritladyrobin at gmail.com. That's spiritladyrobin at gmail.com. Please learn more about me at my website, robinalexis.com. This show is brought to you by Freedom with Joy, and you will learn more about the launch of Freedom with Joy as you listen to each show. Today's guest is Pavati Marcus. She's going to share the story of loving and losing a guru. Stay tuned for more on Sharing Love and Loss with me, your host, Robin Alexis. I am Joy Ayer, and I am so happy to be sponsoring Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis. I am also a producer of the upcoming film Eye of the Orca with Tower 15 Productions. Award-winning filmmaker Callie Gilbert invited me to join her, and now I am inviting you to join us too. Visit tower15productions.com forward slash Eye of the Orca to learn more. Join Mystic Radio for past lives, people, and pets every Wednesday at 12 noon on KKNW 1150 AM. Every Wednesday, you can call into Mystic Radio for a past life reading or a spiritual healing for you and your pets. Robert Alexis is an exceptionally talented intuitive who's identified hundreds of people's past lives. Nels Rasmussen is a renowned spiritual energy balancer who is adept at remote healing for you and your pets. Join us Wednesdays at 12 noon for Mystic Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. Today's courageous guest who's willing to share her story of love and loss is Pavati Marcus. Thank you for joining us, Pavati. I'm delighted to be here. So what is it that you're willing to share that you've loved and lost? Well, undoubtedly, the biggest love of my life was and still is uh, Neem Karoli Baba, you know, a saint in India who uh, I was with in 1971 and 1972. He left his body in 1973, and that was a tremendous loss. Well, let's back this up a little bit. For people who are listening, when you say that you met a saint, mm-hmm. uh, how does that happen? I mean, some people are like, what? She met, met a saint? How did that happen? Well, um, you want the whole story? Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. How did it happen? Well, back in 1969, uh, for those of you who remember the 60s, um, at one point, I uh, was staying up at a farm with a bunch of hippies. And after dinner one night, somebody put a little orange pill on each of our plates. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I took some orange sunshine LSD and had this extraordinary experience of oneness. 
I mean, I had been reading Tim Leary's book on cosmic consciousness. It was the first time I'd ever heard those words. And it was what I really realized I wanted. Mm -hmm. And in this experience, I actually had that experience of oneness. And as I came back down from the trip, somebody handed me the Tibetan Book of the Dead. And I was just amazed over the next few days to read it and realize this is what I had experienced (laughs) on the LSD. Well, um, three weeks later, I was at a party with my cousin and a guy I met said, hey, you want to go meet a saint? Now, three weeks before I was said, I would have said, absolutely not. They don't exist. (laughs) Don't be ridiculous. (laughs) But because of the LSD experience, I was willing to experiment. So I said, sure, let's do it. So he drove me down to New Hampshire and we drove up to Ram Dass's father's farm. For those who don't know who Ram Dass is, he was the former Richard Alpert, who was a psychology professor at Harvard with Timothy Leary. And then Oh they, my gosh. Wow. I didn't, never knew that. And they both got fired from Harvard oh. <laughs> for their experiments with students and LSD. Wow. Um, Anyway, uh, <laughs> there was Ram, he, Ram, Richard Alpert had gone to India, had met Neem Karoli Baba, and had come back as Ramdas, which means servant of God. Mm. And this is where this guy took me. This is who he took me to meet. When, uh-huh. we, drove, when we drove up the driveway of, of Ramdas's father's farm, a gentleman farm, I should say, in New Hampshire, um, Ramdas was standing at the front door wearing a long white robe with his white beard, doing, you know, running a mala through his hand, you know, which I didn't know at the time was a mala, you know, standing there in his bare feet. I mean, I'd never seen anybody like him. But the most amazing thing was this enormous light that was coming through his amazing blue eyes. Ah. And all I could see when I looked at him was light. And I wasn't stoned. I hadn't dropped anything. I hadn't smoked anything. (laughs) And all I could see was light. And I couldn't even talk. Fortunately, you know, he said to the guy I was with, well, you know, go around, meet some people that are here. And tonight we'll all gather together and talk. And um, everybody I met, there were only maybe a dozen people there at the time. These are the people who later became Krishna Das and some of your some people may know him through through his chanting and all these other people that became my closest friends over the next five decades of my life <laughs> and um that evening ramdas was talking anyway the next day i moved in whatever <laughs> he <laughs> that was just very simple i just moved in so and you I followed your heart. You followed your intuition and boom, I, there you were. There I was, you know, and I, and a few days later, I became Ram Dass's secretary because when he asked if anybody could type, I raised my hand <laughs> and I started, you know, answering his, the letters that he was getting, the old snail mail he was getting mm. back then. Anyway, by the end of that summer, Uh, when we had to leave. I mean, there was no more camping out. It was getting a little chilly in New Hampshire. Um, (laughs) You know, uh, I realized, and we all did, those of us that were there, that whatever Ram Dass had gotten in India 
from whoever he had gotten it from was what we wanted. <laughs> and, and two years it, later, I was in India with Maharaji. Now, that is an extremely fascinating story. Where in this timeline did it happen that you were working with Ram Das with the book Be Here Now? That was uh, be after that summer at, at his father's farm, after the summer of 69. Um, was it before or after you went to India and actually before. met? Before. It was before uh, India. Okay. It was okay. Uh, when I came back to New York, um, I, you know, had to get a job so I could make money and eventually mm -hmm. go to India. And while I was working, Ram Dass was writing the his story part of Be Here Now, you know, the first part of the book. And uh, he was handwriting it and he would send oh my me his handwritten, his handwritten pages and I would type them up for him and sort of gently edit them and send them back to him. So literally the first book I ever worked on was Be Here Now. This is so fascinating. Now, why don't we go back to what was it like when you first met Maharaji? What was it like? Oh, it was extraordinary. I mean, by that time, you know, by, you know, two years after I met Ram Dass had gone by. And during that time was when a lot of the teachers, uh, you know, uh, the gurus from India were coming to the West. You know, so I had spent time with Swami Muktananda. When I had gotten to India, I had spent time with, uh, with Sai Baba, Satya Sai Baba. Mm -hmm. And each of the and uh, and others that I met along the way, and each time I wondered what was wrong with me, why I couldn't open my heart, why I couldn't touch their feet and feel good about it, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, I kept thinking it was because something was wrong with me. But when I met Maharaji, I mean, there was this total moment of surrender uh, to just this overwhelming, unconditional love that I was experiencing in his presence. And so this is when you experience love. Was this for the first time? Like that you, I mean, you said you had a cosmic experience when you were using the the, med the drug. But right. when you met Maharaji, was that like the first moment you experienced true unconditional love? Oh, absolutely. I mean, none of us grow up with unconditional love. Mm -hmm. I mean, our parents, no matter how loving they may be, you know, any, you know, whatever relationship, love relationship we've had, uh, they're always conditional on some level. But with Maharaji, it was just the sun shining. So did it envelop you? You know, did you feel seen? Did your body well, tingle? Well, not only did I feel seen, but I mean, you're sitting in front of somebody who lets you know that he knows literally everything about you. Oof. And he absolutely loves you. So there was no shame. Like, you know, I was born and raised Christian and I was taught to be ashamed of who I authentically was. Because you had to follow a structure to be accepted. And what you're telling me is when you met Maharaji, none of it wasn't like that at all. It, 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 there was no like prerequisite. It just was love. It was just love. I mean, it was the kind of love that is the essence of the universe. Oof. It wow. Was, um, I think Dr. Larry Brilliant said it really best. 
He said, you know, when I'm in front of, when I was in front of Maharaji, I mean, he was a saint. It was his job to love us all. Uh. But the, the true miracle was that when I was in front of Maharaji, I loved everyone. Ooh, wow. So you got to experience, you, you felt like he felt. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, yeah. how, it was how living that last? Well, it certainly lasted in his presence. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and then, of course, he left his body. Well, let's talk about that after we come back from break. Does that sound good to you, Pavati? Sounds good. I am Joy Air, and I am so happy to be sponsoring Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis. I am also a producer of the upcoming film Eye of the Orca with Tower 15 Productions. Award-winning filmmaker Callie Gilbert invited me to join her, and now I am inviting you to join us too. Visit tower15productions.com forward slash eye of the orca to learn more. Join Mystic Radio for past lives, people, and pets every Wednesday at 12 noon on KKNW 1150 AM. Every Wednesday, you can call into Mystic Radio for a past life reading or a spiritual healing for you and your pets. Robert Alexis is an exceptionally talented intuitive who's identified hundreds of people's past lives. Nels Rasmussen is a renowned spiritual energy balancer who is adept at remote healing for you and your pets. Join us Wednesdays at 12 noon for Mystic Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed uh, the information from our sponsors. We're very grateful to have them. And now, why don't you tell us now, Pavati, what was it like when Maharaji left his body? Well, first of all, it was a massive shock. I mean, we always felt like he was eternal. I mean, his presence was eternal. I mean, there was just no question about it. The fact that he was in a physical body that would one day expire just never occurred to us. <laughs> and um, what happened is we were living in um, the eastern townships of Canada at that point and got a phone call. For, I picked up the phone when it rang and it was Ramdas, you know, telling us that Maharaji had just left his body. And it, it was so it was such a shock that nobody knew what to do 27 of us suddenly descended on Ram Dass's place in New Hampshire uh because we were just all in a state of like what do we do now <laughs> so so literally because you had met this saint guru presence you none of you ever dreamed he would actually drop his physical body is that what you're saying there was one moment when i was in india with him where we had been uh sitting in a singing, you know, chanting in a room to Maharaji. And he had gotten up and left the room. And for some reason, I suddenly had the feeling that, oh, my God, he's going to leave us one day. And I ran out of the room crying right to his feet. And he was sitting in a with some other people. And he sort of just shoved me away in the care of some woman <laughs> and 
it and go take care of her, you know? And the thought never occurred to me again. Wow. It was wow. one moment where I had that thought, couldn't deal with it, and he somehow vanished it from my mind. <laughs> okay. So, when so he, I had to go to India to see that the tucket, the, the platform that he sat on, was empty. Because you just couldn't believe it. Yes, it could not accept it. <laughs> and what day, what was the actual day that he dropped his body? Well, nine one one. Well, you know, Kabadi, that's that's very very interesting, and I I feel like I could start crying right now. Um, uh, Pavati was uh, working with me when I met her when I still lived in Beverly Hills, and uh, she was the book editor for the first edition of a book that I was writing based on in a, a download of information I had. That was it, me clairvoyantly seeing what was going to happen on September 11th in 2001 in our country. Uh, and when I started working with Pavati as the book editor, uh, I kept seeing this guy sitting in my third eye with a blanket around him. And, and I was so freaked out and thought there was something wrong with me. And this went on for weeks. And finally, I confessed to Pavati when she was helping me with the book. And I said, oh my goodness, I'm having this really strange experience. And I described to her what I was seeing and she whips out of her wallet a picture of a man and she goes, is this who you're seeing? And I'm like, yes. And she goes, that's Maharaji. That's Neem Karoli Baba. And I realized that he was there to comfort me because it's so traumatic when you, can, when you have visions of terrorist activity, be they international or national. And I know many people have had them. It's not just me. It's terrifying. And so here I was writing this book about it. And now I'm meeting Maharaji. And now Pavati's on the show with me, sharing love and loss, talking about something I never knew, that mm -hmm. Maharaji had dropped his body on that date years before. So I just want to put that out there that I'm also having a personal experience uh, with Maharaji. Uh, and so anyone listening to the show right now, you may start having experiences with Maharaji. Is that correct? Uh, Pavati, why don't you tell people about the book you wrote about this? I was just going to say, if you really want to hear about some of the experiences that people are having with him since he left his body, um, I wrote a book called Whisper in the Heart. And uh, that's what they're hearing. They're hearing him whisper in their heart. Sometimes he actually shows up at their doorstep. But there's over 150 stories from different people of the different ways in which he is still making his presence available to us, still making that extraordinary unconditional love available to us. You know, whether it's through dreams and visions or through chanting, through uh you know, all these different routes that are possible for connecting into your heart. And I was really glad that you just said that because people could be listening to the show and the connection with the heart will happen. Or um, like, why don't you tell people about the kirtans that people can go to and, and connect in with Maharaji and the heart? 
Well, Maharaji's whole path was bhakti yoga. Bhakti is devotional yoga. It's the way of coming to God, of, of merging with the oneness through the process of opening your heart. It's not like the intel, an intellectual type of process. There's no rules. There's no written instructions. It's really just opening your heart. And one great way to do that is through singing and uh, through chanting the names of God. And we have some wonderful kirtan wallas, as they're called, the people who lead these kirtans or chants, like Krishna Das or Jai Utal, Nina Rao. There's a whole list of them. And actually, in Whispers in the Heart, I actually list some of them so people can go to those sites and start hearing some of the music and connecting in through that way. So, Pavati, is there any particular story uh, that you'd like to share that's in your book about, well, I, well uh, let me just jump in. What I'm hearing when I read the book is that people are actually seeing him. Mm-hmm. And then they, they're like so freaked out that they see him. They're like, oh, I didn't really see him. And then in the future, they'll see him again. And he'll say, why didn't you say hello to me at such and such a date? You know, <laughs> you saw me. I see him clairvoyantly. These people are actually seeing him. Well, uh, some of the stories are quite extraordinary. I mean, there, you know, there's one from a, and they're from around the world too. I mean, uh, there was this woman in France who went through a really bad time in her life and was suicidal, but she took some pills and then woke up. And when she did, uh, she realized her front door was somewhat ajar and she did not, and she remembered closing it. So she went over to the door, opened it, and there was this, quote, tramp lying on her doorstep, wrapped in a blanket. (laughs) (laughs) And he looked at her and he said, go sing. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And she went to her computer to go put on YouTube where she always listened to, like, classical music. And instead of classical music came up, Krishna Das appeared. Oh and right behind gosh. the picture of, you know, right behind Krishnadas, she could see a picture of, quote, the tramp that was lying at her doorstep. And boy, you know, you just, it, it, there's no explanation for these things, even though you have done it very well. It's experiential. So anyone listening to this, if you want to learn more how to connect not only with Pavati in, in this book, Whisper in the Heart, The Ongoing Presence of Neem Karoli Baba, but Pavati has other books as well. There's one in particular I adore. It's called Isabella Castaspella. <laughs> if there's anyone out there who is a grandparent or an auntie or a mom or dad, you're going to want to also uh, get that book for the children in your life and for your own inner child. So Pavati, what else would you like to share with us so that people can follow this path with you? Well, the other book that I want to mention is the first one I did called Love Everyone. And those are interviews with the Westerners who actually went to India and spent time with Maharaji in person. Ah. And um, so that's sort of, I mean, the, the trouble with that book is people get spiritual FOMO which I have learned from my younger compatriots means fear of missing out. It's like, Oh, "Oh, if only I had been in India with Maharaji or now it's like, Oh, if only I had met Ramdas while he was still alive. Mm -hmm. You know, 
but whisper in the heart takes it to the point where you realize you can still meet Maharaji. You can still feel that presence. You can still experience that love, even though the physical body is gone. Well, Pavati, thank you so much for your devotion to keeping alive the energy, the purity, the messages, the love of this beautiful saint, Neem Karoli Baba. Uh, you know, you, you just said at the beginning of the show, over 50 years, you've been serving, bringing this through with clarity and love and sharing it with all of us. Very, very grateful that you took the time to be with us on sharing love and loss. And anyone who wants this book, where is Whisper in the Heart and your other books available, Pavati? Uh, well, of course, they're all available on Amazon and uh, Love Everyone and Whisper in the Heart are also available at ramdas.org. Uh, yeah, at any bookstore. <laughs> all right. Well, Whisper in you. the Heart actually doesn't come out officially until the 30th of this month. Well, that reminds me, my book, Raising Humanity, why we all must remember that, again, goes back to Maharaji showing up in my third eye. That book is going to be available September 11th, 2022. So we have books and energy and lots of love. Thank you so much for being a guest today, Pavati. It's my pleasure. Ram Ram. Ram Ram. This is Robin Alexis, and I am very, very excited to share with you my new book, Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember. It's a book about choosing love. There's 21 inspiring stories by different authors, including myself. The book can be found at Amazon.com. That's Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember. The previous program, Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis, was brought to you by Freedom with Joy. Please subscribe to Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.